Nostalgia just ain't what it used to be. That's right, we're looking back at 2019. This is the Veteran Wargamer. This is the Veteran Wargamer. I am your host, Jay Arnold. Welcome to episode 56, first episode of 2020. Uh, I am joined by super guest Chris Arnold. Howdy, folks. And now that he has been, this is his third episode, so officially super guest, junior wargamer himself, Joey. The golden monkeys aren't gonna get my loot this time! Not quite sure what that meant, but okay. So, we are gonna have a real quick rundown of the past year in gaming, the 2019, that was, and we're going to look forward to 2020 and see what we're wanting to have happen. So, without any further ado, we'll talk about 2019. Um, Gents, what was your favorite gaming experience in 2019? Well, for me, 2019, uh, favorite experience has got to be recruits. It's going to be hard to knock that off any year. Uh, on, from the top of my list, so I gotta say, recruits was was my favorite gaming event. Um, well, when I when I say gaming event, I mean a particular instance or a particular game. Uh, oh well, then th- if we're talking a, a, an individual a game, game that you played a yeah. session, if you will. Yeah, so that would have been the game where we were playing Galactic Heroes Star Wars and friend of the the gaming group um michael burke dead-eyed both chewy and han solo with single shots and had no remorse whatsoever the game itself was fun but just seeing those two go down with successive shots was was amazing so was that at j3 or recruits because we he played in both he did play in both um that one was the one at J three. Okay. Uh, recruits. He was. Uh, he was pretty good with the dice rolls. Also. Yeah. What about you, Joey? Favorite part was uh, part of recruits, which was playing Xenofair Galactic Market, because puff ducks. If you don't know what they are, they're just little balls of that look like ducks. Yeah, I would say that if you listen to episode fifty four. Are, are before, during, and after recruits. Yeah, you you definitely know that Joey became a fast fan of the Puff Ducks, and so much so that uh, I went ahead and got him. Uh, you can see it on Twitter. I, I got him a print of the Puff Ducks uh, by their artist uh, Jeff Porter, and Joey spent an extremely <laughs> long time talking to Jeff at the at the Puff Duck Games booth there at Recruits. So that that does not surprise me at all, Joers. So, good choice, because that that's a very fun game. They are going to be launching, a relaunching, I should say, Kickstarter for Galactic Market, uh, I believe in February. So as soon as that goes live, you'll definitely see me crow about it on uh, Twitter and Facebook. So, um, as for me... Um, it's just been, you know, going from CJ3 in January, game here, game there, 
on into J3 recruits. You know, those are the big those are the big highlights, of course. Um, I'm gonna say probably I'm probably gonna say the uh, oh, just r having such a good time running. What a space tanker, particularly at J3 when we're kind of testing out some some ideas. What a space tanker is my science fiction modification to what a tanker that I've been working on for quite some time now granted but I, I really enjoyed that uh, experience that we had because I, I pretty much kept a what is the what a space tanker table set up for the duration of J3 last July and anytime there was a little bit of time in between other games we would just go ahead and run through a couple turns and everyone that played in it seemed to have a ball and there were some oddball moments in it, but that's that's to be expected. You know, we we kept respawning tanks onto the table, and well, Ray in particular just kept getting oh. shot to hell. He he couldn't he couldn't catch a break, and it ended up being a, a running gag. It was it was a really good time. So, um, what about any any products that you liked this year that either came out or that you just first noticed it this year um i like the quar that i got for christmas that santa got me i i can imagine that was the case especially since when uh we sat down by the tree on on christmas day and started going through what was there uh here's a quick impersonation of joey opening up the bag for santa that had two two reinforced squads of quar i forget the factions that he got and also had the uh, rifler's the rifler's pocketbook, which is their skirmish rules. Had two copies of that, which is which is fun. So he opens it up and looks in there, and there's Quar, and he says, "Quar, yes, 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 for a solid fifteen to twenty seconds. And well, that was long. Well, that's that's what you did though, buddy. And he's, and, I, and actually, this that might actually vie for my favorite gaming moment of of the year because Joey has actually the core figures are not easy to assemble. A lot of them have multiple parts. They've got separate heads, backpacks. Some even have separate weapon arms. And the core figures are not big. They're they're scaled, quote unquote, to be. 25 or 28 millimeter figures, but if you were to put a, a regular size human 28 millimeter figure, say a Imperial Guardsman from GW, a Quar would probably be about four foot six, or five foot, in in that range, because they there are some variation between the figures. So about chest high. About chest high on a human. So these are not big figures, and Joey has taken taken his time, and he has assembled all the figures. We we need to get some prime. Some prime on him, right, buddy? Yeah. And then he's he's excited to start painting, and he painted uh, painted a, a couple of the grung that I I put on Facebook and Twitter. I, I mentioned it, and in a bone a bone golem that he's working on or golem, depending on your pronunciation. And I also made it pretty bloody. He did, he did make I, it pretty I, bloody. I saw that thing. I was like. That thing is gross. Yeah. In the most complimentary way I can think of. Why it's, thank you. <laughs> yes, you can say why thank you. So it's been a pretty good year for gaming for Joers, and I, I maybe that maybe that's better. Yeah, 
I'm gonna go with that. So yeah. So the product, yeah, Quar from Zombie Smith. Um, if you listen to the Christmas card, that's what Joey said he wanted for Christmas, and he did write that to Santa, and Santa came through. So yep. pretty excited about that. So we'll we'll get those painted up and. Or he'll get those painted up because he's. I'm not doing his painting for him. He's doing his own painting. And I'm pretty, pretty jazzed to see that. So and also, there's one cavalry unit that uh, I can't pronounce cavalry very good. Cavalry unit that's really hard to put on his freaking little peg. Yeah, it's some kind of jumping lizard jackalope thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like a scaly. It's like a scaly rabbit that a quar is riding, and he's leaping. So mm. we're gonna have to figure out how to how to get that on a base. So he might need some help for that, but that's all right. Well, my favorite product. I, well, I've got two. One is directly gaming related, and that is my Star Wars Legion Clone Wars starter box that my wife surprised me with. Um, I've been uh, getting those uh, the the droids painted up. That and uh, also I uh, uh, picked up not directly gaming related, but gaming related for me is my uh, resin 3D printer that I got for Christmas. So Christmas was pretty good at uh, the Arnold's as a whole. Yeah, I. I will agree with that. Um, for my products, I'm since I'm the host, I'm gonna pick two. Um, my my products of the year. If, again, if you've been listening to the recent episodes and my chat with Henry Hyde on his Battle Chat podcast, this will not come as a big surprise. I am going to say the. Uh, I am gonna say the skull and crown. Triumph of Death, Renaissance Skeletons are my figures of the year for sure. Um, granted, the ones that are currently available came out. I were actually delivered uh, last year from a kick from Kickstarter. Um, no, two years ago at this point, 2018. But uh, a second Kickstarter uh, did finish in 2019. In talking with Thomas Foss, the creator, the casting is going full force. Um, it's looking like fulfillment was originally hoped for January of 2020, but it's looking like February because the response is so great. And having seen what's coming out of the of the molds on the second Kickstarter, I got a feeling that those figures are going to be my product of the year for 2020 as well. Just a really outstanding line of figures. Um, people are probably getting tired of me talking about them and showing them on... on uh, on Facebook and Twitter, but deal with it. This 2020 is my year of Renaissance gaming, uh, in more ways than one, literally and figuratively. I've got my big Lance Connects versus the Undead project that I'm working on. Uh, tentative title of Totentanz. I was doing Dance Macabre, but that's too Frenchy. I need to be more German Germanic, so it's going to be Totentanz from here on out. Uh, just spectacular figures really evocative very cleanly cast the uh the cleanup on them has been outstanding since now that i've actually started working on them absolutely fantastic my other product is the gw contrast paints and i am not a great painter i never claimed to be a great painter but these paints are allowing me to just get just get paint on and get moving and make stuff happen. 
you're so, not a good painter, then how do you explain all your figures? From the Terminators to the Skaven! And yes, there's Wargaming Terminators. Don't, don't yeah. judgment day me. Okay, <laughs> what he's talking about are the EM4 used to be Grenadier, uh skeletal robots and I gotta say I can explain those Joey that I didn't paint those Jake Rose painted those uh, a buddy of mine lives in uh, North Carolina currently he painted those I didn't and as far as the Skaven that we've been playing games with recently I didn't paint those either <laughs> so, okay I did paint I did paint the uh, GW Metal Cadian Imperial Guardsman a long time ago and um, actually Eh, probably 21 years ago at this point but they are in need of a of a repaint but thank you for thank you for noticing my figures i appreciate that and also your skeletons are pretty good yeah my skeletons are coming along that's what i'm working on right now Compared so to me. hey you know what that's okay but you're you're working on it and hey. you're doing you're doing good but hey i'm optimistic about the future that's outstanding i like to hear that so we'll We'll get some more gaming in with you, buddy, for sure. So, what are... So, look, that's 2019. I think we can put a pin in it. Looking to the future, what what are some goals you have for this year? Well, I want the pink... All the horrors from Warhammer. So, that that's the brimstone horrors, blue horrors, and the pink horrors. And they're not going to be pink, blue, or whatever color brimstone is. They're going to be rainbow, baby! <laughs> I like it. I like it. He, yeah, Joey's had his eye on, on those figures for some time. So I think once once the quar get done, we can look at doing some, some of those horrors for you, buddy. Okay? And we might do a video on them if I'm lucky. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I definitely think... Um, you're going to become more of a part of the show from time to time in the future, especially in settings like this when we're just kind of talking about a few things here and there. Uh, for me, uh, my big my big project, of course, continuing with the Star Wars Legion stuff uh, because, well, Star Wars. Uh, but my other big project is I backed the World at War 85 board game, which is by uh, Lock and Load Publications, and uh, it's World War Three. What if World War Three uh, board game? But if you backed the if you backed the the Kickstarter, they included uh, cards for each and every unit type, vehicle type that not only gave you all the information about that unit but also gave you uh, distance equivalence if you wanted to use miniatures so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go ahead and in three millimeter whether I get them from Pico Armor or I decide to print them myself out of on my printer I'm going to create uh, platoon stands in three millimeter for all of the units in that game that that's my big my big big project for for the year i like it i like it um the trick with a micro armor game 
isn't necessarily getting the units right. I definitely think, or any any small scale game, there's been quite a bit of attention lately to the smaller scales um, between you know the God's Own Scale podcast coming out along with uh, Sidney Roundwood talking at length about what he's been doing with Mark Backhouse in two millimeter. Um, the you know it's it's a well known fact that I'm a big fan of three and six millimeter myself. What Pear Broden's been doing, the incomparable Pear Broden. Hello, Pear. Uh, well, he's been doing six millimeter for the um, for the Great Northern War in Scanning War. Uh, a lot of it has to do not so much with the units; they are definitely an integral part, but also the terrain and setting setting the scene. And it's much more, to my mind, it's much more vital with those smaller scales to get a sense of the terrain because the units themselves can be done pretty quickly and they are unfortunately so small that they're they're so small that they are actually kind of hard to see on the table so you have to to get the impression of the entire game across you've really got to pay attention to your to your terrain so i'm definitely looking forward to to seeing what you come up with there yeah uh Again, with this 3D printer, well, both 3D printers now, I've got so many options on how to create terrain. Um, also, you know, old-style creation of terrain using blue foam for hills and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, There are definitely options of plenty available, and I, I, like where, I like where the hobby's going in general in that regard. As for me, again, if you've been listening, paying attention at all, my big project is, I, well, I said it earlier, it's, it's the, it's the, it's the uh, Totentons, it's, you know, it's, it's Lons Connects, and I might open that up to some other Italian uh, city-state units, or even maybe a few French units, maybe from Swiss, just for variety. Um, I'll just see how things go. Um, versus, versus the undead, versus the animated skeletons so the uh the rules are going to be i'm using commands and colors as a springboard for the rules but i am changing a few things um first among them is how units are activated i'll 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 have a discussion about that later with in in a in a full episode we'll talk about that but uh, i am definitely looking forward to that i've got a I've got a nice head start with the Lance Connects with the old GW Empire army I've got. Because those are third, fourth edition metal figures for the most part. Um, actually, quite a few of them are from Foundry. So, I'm in a good place there. So, the skeletons are all from scratch. The aesthetic that I'm going for is, is right out of Bruegel and Dürer and Hans Holbein. So, it's... It's yeah, it's you could say it's GW Empire, but a lot of the more fantastical elements are going to be taken out. So in between developing rules, painting figures, making terrain, it's it's going to be a pretty huge undertaking. My eventual, well, not my eventual goal, but my intermediate goal for this year with that game is to have an eight-player game ready to go for recruits. So that's going to be. Well, it's going to be a 12, 12, by, 12 foot by 5 foot table is, uh, is what I'm going for. So we'll we'll see how that goes. So. Now, goals aside, 
Um, is there anything that you would like to see happen in the hobby in the upcoming year? Joey? Um, maybe some more horrors. Some more horrors from GW? And maybe, probably, a game of our own that I'm thinking of calling Wars of Dice. Yeah, Joey. Joey was talking about this earlier today. It's pretty. Int- it's a pretty interesting concept. It's a game where you play with dice, as you would expect, but the characters are actual anthropomorphic dice with arms and legs and weapons, hmm. and it'll. It would require either some modification of existing dice or get in touch with a sculptor or something. So we'll. We'll see how that goes. We'll we'll talk more about that. I keep asking him to write some of this stuff down because. He's a pretty imaginative dude, and it would really help him out to write some of the stuff down, but he just doesn't want to. So, Or possibly uh, have you know someone with a 3D printer figure out how to create those Well, on a printer. Well, we'll see. We'll see. So, but uh, I would like to see some kind of a maybe a resurgence, either, you know, just with us and our group, uh, you know, the, the J3 group. Or, you know, in the hobby in general, I'd, I'd like to see us touch again on um, aerial combat, uh, but with uh, jets. You know, Vietnam, you know, Korea War, Vietnam era. I know there's a couple of games that have been out recently, but, um, you know, maybe maybe something that's a little easier along the lines of um, uh, Wings of War slash Battlestar Galactica slash... Star Wars X-Wing, um, but instead of World War One or World War Two aircraft, going ahead and jumping out to with MiGs and uh, uh, F-4s and, you know, like I said, right smack dab in the middle of the Vietnam era. Okay, yeah, I like that. Um, I am a bit more active on social media, as far at least as far as Twitter is concerned. Being a bit more active on Twitter, I think I see a little bit more of this. I would like to see discussion and embracing diversity within the hobby. We're getting better. We have there are some there are some folks out there that are having a tough time uh, with representation in the hobby. Um, folks like Annie Norman are doing a great job uh, bringing inclusion and representation to the forefront. Uh, Richard Clark also. Oh, by the way, hello, Annie. Hello, Richard. Um, Richard Clark has also been a, an outspoken uh, advocate for inclusion in gaming. Uh, it's it's really, you know, I, again, I, I've said it time and time again, it's a big tent, and there's something for everybody within the hobby. And I, when I say everybody, I mean everybody. You know, no matter who you are, where you come from, you know, it, it's 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 all for everybody. So, if I can see less negativity about people coming into the hobby, I would be pleased as punch. Now, for us in our group, um, with us living a mile away, there's absolutely no excuse for us not gaming more. So we definitely need. So yeah. to when we're talking about the J3 group, our friend Eric is living in in Springfield again. Um, a key member of the J3 crew. Uh, Ray, of course, has been in Springfield. But, yeah, I, I think there's there's no reason why we can't have, you know, monthly 
you know, something going on monthly with with the J3 types that are in the immediate area, at a minimum. I, I agree. Um, we, we should have, for t when we do this in 2021, we should have at least 12 instances of us saying, hey, we gamed. <laughs> yeah, there's no excuse. We've been, we've been pretty slacking, so. No, I, I, I gotta say. I gotta say that that is indeed something I'd like to see, so. Real quick, last thing before we wrap it up. Um, as far as the podcast is concerned, I'm not, I'm, I'm just not gonna have a set schedule again. Um, I do have a new guest lined up. Uh, I haven't set a recording date yet, but it, it is gonna be in the next episode. I'm not gonna say who it is just yet, but it is a well-known luminary within the hobby and in in, within the industry. Um, I'm pretty jazzed about that. Really looking forward to recording with them. So you just have to pay attention to Twitter and Facebook and the release of, well, that'd be episode, well, that'd be episode 57, wouldn't it? Yep. yep. So, um, well, that that's, that's, that's about it. I, I want to do bigger and brighter stars in the future. So hopefully, um, we'll get some more famous folks on and, We'll get uh, we'll get Henry on again. I'm sure we've already talked about that. Um, oh, one last thing I do want to see in the future. I want to see uh, I want to see Neil Shook and Mike Hobbs of the late not late but uh, the uh, indefinite hiatus. Indefinite hiatus. What in, does that mean? That they're they've put their podcast on hold for the foreseeable future. They don't know when or if it's coming back. So I'd like to see I'd like to see Neil Shook and Mike Hobbs on other podcasts here and there just to drop in and say hello. Um, at some point, they'll be dropping in and saying hello over here. Um, ask for a little bit of a break, a decompression. So, of course, I said, yeah, absolutely not a problem. We've got a pretty good topic already picked, and but I won't go into detail, detail about that just yet. I want to see more Americans on the podcast. I talked to a lot of Brits and I'm, I'm glad that I've got a lot of British fans. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, but we need to get more Americans. So I think, I think the, the podcast sphere is, is underrepresented at least in the non GW sense, uh, on, uh, from the American side of the pond. So that's, that's about all I got. Uh, Joe, any closing words? Just at least to give Americans a chance. Like, we won't stop putting Britons on the show. It's just that more Americans than just Dad, Uncle Chris, and me on the show. Well, you can't argue with that. So, <laughs> um, Chris, any final, any final words before we sign off? Uh, another thing I think I want to do um, is... I need to get uh, more active on the Twitterverse, as it were. Um, you know, sharing the the work that I've been doing, because I think if I share what I'm doing, I might be uh, moved to do more. So uh, you know, I'll I'll uh, you know see what see what I can do about uh, being more Twittery. Yeah, that's that's not a bad thing. I mean, tw gaming Twitter for the most part, I. 
I hope I didn't paint a, a negative picture, but gaming Twitter, for the most part, it is pretty good. Um, but uh, we could say it would be better, but it is pretty good. So, um, on that note, I think that's I think that just about wraps up our look back and our look forward. So I think we're I think we're in a good place, literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of exciting things going on in the hobby. I want to see those continue. Um, if I could, I'd I'd like to see more. I'd like to see more fantasy and histor. I'd like to see more fantasy, sci-fi, and historical crossover. And I don't mean with products. I just mean with the with the players. I'd like to see more sci-fi and fantasy players take a look at historical stuff, and I'd like to see more historical players take a look at some more fantasy and science fiction stuff because there's such a wide breadth and depth of games that are available, you know, across all genres that. I think some folks might be missing out just because, oh, I don't play historical games, or, oh, I don't play fantasy games, or, oh, I don't play science fiction games. Uh, you know, there's there's plenty of stuff out there. Um, that's one of the things I like about the American-style convention because you do get an opportunity to play stuff that you would otherwise never play. So so one last comment. Um, I did mention Neil Shook and Mike Hobbs of the indefinitely hiatus status of Meeple's Adventures podcast. Guys, thanks so much. You are one of the direct influences on the genesis of the Veteran Wargamer. Thank you so much for coming on the show at an early stage. You really helped out with getting getting the word out about the podcast to other folks. Um, I, I really appreciate it. I, I, I am one of the few people that gets to say... You know, not only did I feel like I had, I was listening to my friends talk. I I was listening to my friends talk about their gaming, and your show will definitely be missed. Um, like I said, I hope to hear some more from y'all in the future. Um, I'm sure you've still got stories to tell, and in your own time, you will. So, on that note, as always, if the war gaming you're having isn't any fun, you make it fun. That is all. Veteran Wargamer is copyright J. Arnold 2020. Music courtesy of freemusicarchive.org.